Peak Wealth Management proudly presents the Trust the Plan podcast with Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot, where we believe by providing education and guidance, we can help you retire with peak confidence. Now, here are your certified financial planners, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 212 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And Jim, uh, you know, I've got my Michigan gear on today. Yeah. Pretty happy celebrating after the national championship. Absolutely. And, uh, can, does it get any better than this? <laughs> I don't think it can. It was uh, it was pretty exciting, right? Yeah, absolutely. So where'd you watch the Rose Bowl? Actually, we had a pretty cool Rose Bowl experience where we were in Florida getting ready to take our trip. So we were just at a sports bar down in Miami, and the whole place was Michigan fans. Nice. So uh, every every great play by Michigan uh, got a good rise out of the crowd, and it was fun to be there with everyone on the, the final stop there at the end. So you're about to get on your cruise. Yeah, it was the day before. Yep. So, so I was on the cruise, okay. and I got got to the sports bar on the cruise ship because that was really the only place that you could watch it. Mm-hmm. I got there early and like, kind of like corralled off a whole section. Yeah. <laughs> and over the course of the, the week, you know, you meet some people, and, you know, I invited them into our section, you know, yeah. because they're Michigan fans. <laughs> I, even, room. Yeah. I even invited one Ohio State fan because, you know, he was a friendly, a friendly fan. <laughs> okay, good. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but the people, you know, and then we ended up going to to Houston for the national championship game. I took Hunter and Jack, and that was a special, yeah, special sure. time. But for people that went to both the Rose Bowl and the CFP game, you know, people say the Rose Bowl is better. Yeah. <laughs> Which I understand because, you know, you have the setting, the scene, the tradition, the history. Mm-hmm. You got Alabama. Yeah. You know, and, and the SEC challenge. Right. So I get that. And the way the game ended, too. Yeah. I mean, it was a climactic ending, right? Correct. As opposed to the, the playoff game was close. It could go either way. And then we finally broke it open there a little bit at the end. But, uh, yeah, not quite the, the drama. Absolutely. And, and so was the Rose Bowl the national championship? Maybe. But I think that the Rose Bowl should be the host of the national championship game every year. Yeah. Not the Rose Bowl game, but the Rose Bowl the is... Yeah. yeah, the Rose Bowl should be like next year. We're going into this twelve-team playoff, yeah. and I think there should be home games. You know, for the kind of like they do in the NFL, mm-hmm. but then the Super Bowl, right, should always be in Pasadena. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, why not? It's not convenient to get to though. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going there once every twenty-six years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can figure it out. Good point. And let me say, you know, <laughs> I was at the Rose Bowl January one ninety-eight, which was you know, outstanding. I was a freshman. And, and, you know, as I reflect on this, you know, I'd meet people that, that went to Michigan or whatever. And that was like what I used to say is like, yeah, I was a freshman in 97. Yeah. Like that's just, I would always bring it up yeah. because it was such a special year. <laughs> right. And now, right. Think about intern Ben. Yeah. This guy's a junior. Right. And he's got three big 10 championships. His record is 40 and three yeah. as a student. And how to, <laughs> Pretty impressive. Yeah, very it's impressive. A good run. So you know, in twenty over the next twenty years, that's what he's going to say. He's like, yeah. yeah, I was a junior in twenty three. Yeah, you know, yep, for sure. So so anyway, uh, I had to bring the kids though because you know if it's going to be twenty six years, then they're going to be my age. Yeah, right. When next time it comes around. There you go. So anyway, uh, congratulations to the Michigan football Wolverines and and their fans. For sure. Okay, so today we're talking about the most the eight most important ages in retirement planning. So there's, you know, some real 
you know, usual suspects here in terms mm -hmm. of the ages, but some others that people might not always be thinking about. Jim, what's our first age? First one is age 50. Uh, some people might be aware of it, um, but that's catch-ups, right? Once you hit 50 is when you can start making catch-up contributions on 401ks, on IRAs, on your Roths, on your HSAs. All the different accounts are now eligible for some catch-up contributions. And it's getting meaningful, right? They keep, Definitely. They keep widening that gap as to what a catch-up means. It's like seven, over 7,000 now, right? Uh, yeah, on the 401s, it's yeah. definitely a, a meaningful contribution. Absolutely. And then next is age 55. And this is one that most people probably don't know about. But if you leave your company after the age of 55 and there's still money in your 401, you can take that money out without paying a 10% early withdrawal penalty. So usually the age, and this is our next age, is mm -hmm. 59 and a half. And that's what most people have in their head as a penalty-free IRA withdrawal. But if you've separated from service and you still have the money in the 401, the age is actually 55 rather than 59 and a half. Mm -hmm. What about after 59, Jim? Yeah, after the 59 and a half, the next milestone is 62. Uh, that is when you first become eligible for Social Security. Um, it is, of course, a reduced contribution at age 62, but that is the time where you can start thinking about uh, taking that, that Social Security benefit that you've earned. I used to say... You know, guys, it's really hard to retire before 62 because that's mm -hmm. the earliest for Social Security. But now the line is, and that's the next age, right. 65. Guys, it's really hard to retire before 65 because of medical insurance, because of the health insurance. Mm -hmm. And Medicare will kick in at age 65. So that's a really important date. And then, uh, Jim, what's the next one? After that, it's uh, it's a little bit of a range, but in that 66 to 67 range is when you, uh, most people hit their, their full um, Social Security amount, their full retirement age, which is where you can now receive a, a re non-reduced Social Security benefit. And it's a little misleading, right? Because at 67, it says full. Yeah. But really, you could delay and get more. Right. Which is the next age, yeah. age 70. Age 70 is the last... You know, there's no more incentive to delay. Like, yeah. you're a moron if you delay because <laughs> yeah. you're just not going to get the money. Right. You know, and you have, to, you have to make that election. You can't, it just doesn't turn on automatically. So 67 for Jim and I in our age bracket for the, so, the full social, but that's a little misleading because the max social is age 70. Right. One other thing about the 67 age, that's when you can make unlimited wages. Yeah, good point. And collect social and so if you collect Social Security before 67 and you're making, you know, decent money, yeah. you will be forfeiting some A lot of, of your benefit. Withheld, yeah. yeah. And then uh, 70, max social. And then what's the last one, Jim? Uh, that's 73, which at this point is the, is the RMD age. So once you've reached the age of 73, the IRS starts forcing you to take money out of those pre-tax retirement accounts, your IRAs, your 401ks, and so forth. And what's interesting here is that this is kind of a temporary age because by the time we get there, it'll be age 75. Yep. So 73 today, formerly 70 and a half, yeah. formerly 72, now <laughs> well, 73, yeah. soon to be 75. I don't want to confuse yeah. you. <laughs> a lot of change in that number recently. But yeah, the takeaway is when you hit that, that RMD eligible age is you need to start taking money out. Um, of the four ones in the, in, the, in the IRAs, otherwise there's some uh, pretty hefty penalties from the IRS. So Jim, with all of this said, 
Are, are you subject to any of these ages yet? Unfortunately, I am not. I'm clinging, <laughs> oh. I'm hanging on by a thread, okay. but I am uh, I am still not eligible for any of those. Okay, I'm just checking because I thought maybe you hit the big five. Oh, I'm not sure. That's fair. Sure. No, not yet. <laughs> All right. So, any any uh, reinforcements here that you want to make to drive home the point here? Uh, I just think you know, the closer you get to retirement, it's it's important to be aware of these ages to know what. Uh, Kind of things are coming down the road and what kind of rules may be attached to them you know i think you brought up a great point with the uh the full retirement age once you reach that you can now have a, a full income and not worry about your social security being reduced you know things like that are important to know and um i think this timeline does a good job of helping you you be aware well said at peak wealth management we believe by providing education and guidance we can help you make great financial decisions leading to retirement with peak confidence if you'd like to learn more, visit us at peakwm.com. Thank you. Peak Wealth Management thanks you for watching and listening to the Trust the Plan podcast featuring certified financial planners Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot. If you enjoyed our program, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to learn more about our services, please visit peakwm.com. Peakwm.com today. See you next week.